Good vibrations. Take one. You're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program, sponsored by Endless Summer We come on the sloop John B. Can roll on the ocean foam. 
For me and my grandpa, the ocean's our home. We come on the sloop John B. Interesting version of Sloop John B. And that's Sloop John B., a pirate's tale from 2005's book of the same name, released by Byron Priest and illustrated by Jimmy Pickering. And the lyrics of the song that we just listened to are actually what the book is all about. It's a children's book uh, for four page, for ages four through eight. And if you read it, the, the, the lyrics to what we just heard are actually the words throughout the book. And that song is a CD that comes enclosed inside the back of the hardcover book. And interestingly enough, Al Jardine on tour now with his son Matt and their friend Jeff Allen Ross will sell these at the merchandise table after the show. So that's pretty cool. Hi, welcome to episode 23 of Good Vibrations, a music program. I'm your host, David Beard, and today we talk with Al, Matt, and Jeff about these shows that they've been doing. They've done a few already. They've got some under their belt, and we get to hear two um, live recordings. They're not great because they're just kind of, they're not bored recordings, but I wanted to include them for one for one reason, to give you a sense of kind of the storytelling aspect of Al talking about the songs and then kind of breaking into the song. And you'll hear today, uh, Help Me Rhonda and Sloop John B. And with Help Me Rhonda, he talks about the original version on Today, and then they perform, the three of them perform the, the single that most of us know a little bit better from the Summer Days and Summer Nights album in 65. And also, Sloop John B., you'll, you'll hear him talk about Sloop John B. and the different uh, variations of that song and how he was a Kingston Trio fan and what Brian did with the song. And then he even plays a little snippet of what we just heard from the children's book. So it's pretty interesting. You get a sense of what Al's doing. And I one side note before we get into this uh, these interviews with these guys, one thing I've noticed in going to see Brian Wilson's shows over the last several years, the Pet Sounds performances, of having Matt and Al on stage together, there seems to be a real bonding taking place, kind of a really nice, solid father-son thing going on. And obviously they're both incredibly talented, but I think you really get to see this if you go and see these intimate shows because it'll be, you know, you're sitting right there with them. And, uh, you know, it's just really nice to see. We all know Matt Jardine, obviously, from... Uh, Surf City All-Stars. We, we know him from being in the Beach Boys band back in the 90s and uh, in Family and Friends with his dad and with Carney and Wendy Wilson. Uh, and during the 2012 reunion tour, Matt was with California Saga, uh, which, which started out. And I hope one day they'll return because that was Matt and Adam, uh, Justin Wilson, Carl B. Wilson, uh, Amba Love, Christian Love, Carney and Wendy Wilson. I mean, just a just it was so cool to see them in Irvine in June of 2012. That was a really, really special show. And I think they played like two nights before that at the Hollywood Bowl. So anyway, I'm getting off track. Let's get started <laughs> and begin. I started by asking Al, how did you come to get connected with Jeff Allen Ross? That's a, a good question. Uh, it, it, the, the idea of, of, of this uh, sprang forth about seven or 
years ago, to be honest with you. And and uh, his his employer, I mean, his the person that Jeff works with, has specialized in this this offering these these storytelling uh, tours that started sometime back with uh, with uh, with Peter Asher, and now has grown into like an industry for this uh, for the uh, the company, the production company. Well, Jeff works for them, okay. and he provided Jeff to me in in the capacity of not only a musician. But as a uh, as a media uh, expert and collaborator, and and told me about his expertise. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, sure, I could do that. You know that. And so he was selling me, in other words, on the idea of having a, a person that can multitask, obviously, you know, and does obviously and does uh, the these several roles all at once <laughs> and things. I think I might add. Yeah. So it was a pretty good. It was a very solid foundation for for making it work because I know I always knew that Matt and I could do it alone, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't think about the uh, the media. Of course, I I didn't realize how important that was, and uh, and having another voice up there doesn't hurt. Right, right. And 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 the the orchestral part of it, of the keyboard. And Jeff does these types of storyteller shows so he's kind of he's kind of wired um, to to kind of do these things you know you can play and he's got a foot switch to to operate the social media aspect of it and you know whether it be video or pictures or whatever and um, and he actually knows uh, uh, Rob and Carney and, and uh, Proven as you mentioned and um, who else does he know Oh, he knows Marilyn and Ginger. He's he's done some stuff. He knows Gary Griffin. Okay. So it's just it's just kind of like a small world. It's like wow, you know, I, this is amazing. As a matter of fact, we're we're doing some. Well, Jeff and I were rehearsing over the phone, just going over notes and stuff. And he said, "Oh, I'm headed over to Gary's house right now. I'm actually subbing for him on something that that you know he couldn't do at the last minute. So I'll ask him. You know, it's like perfect." It's a small world, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, this musical community is uh, smaller than one, one than one, smaller than one might. How were you so, put together uh, with Al? Uh, a gentleman named Keith Putney, who is uh, booking all these shows, is the person that uh, got me involved because uh, I work with uh, Peter Asher and been working with Peter for quite a long time, and uh, I've been Peter's musical director. And we uh, co-produced his show, Memoirs of the '60s and Beyond, which is a music and multimedia kind of a show. And when Keith and Keith handles Peter, and when uh, he was talking with Al about doing this and having the multimedia content and all that, uh, he suggested me. And that also turned into playing keyboards and being the being a, another singer, and I also play guitar and and, and all that. So um, I've been I've been doing this kind of show with people for quite a while. So mm-hmm. that's how that happened. If you ever listen to Beach Boys today, I'll, you'll hear this this uh, the uh, well, I'll call it the uh, uh, the first version has a very strange uh, fade out. Normally, records fade out with a you know really quiet, gets quiet, a little quiet. That's a nice, pleasant way to. You know, in the record, or you just end it. No, this one doesn't do that. It starts to go out, 
And then suddenly it goes back up again. Just a little shock, you know, a little surprise. Then it goes down again. And then it goes back up again. And it's like, well, that's crazy. So, a guy named Terry Melcher called us and said, you know, I think this could be a, a hit record. And I'd really like your permission, which is pretty neat in those days. If you could steal anybody's song once it's recorded. Anybody can record it. It's public domain kind of thing. But Brian said, you know, I really think, I, I, I think we would like to try it again. We're, we're going to try to re-record the city. If you don't mind, you know, just leave it alone. We're going to try another. And then if we don't, if we screw this one up, you're more than welcome to do it. So anyway, so here's the version of it eventually came out. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Brian Wilson, and you're listening to Good Vibrations with David Beer. So tell me about your first meeting with Al. My first meeting with Al was, uh, was it? Um, must have been in December. Uh, I drove down to Venice. You know, he was doing some sort of uh, Christmas tree lighting thing down in Venice. And he and Marianne were staying down there, and I drove down, and then I met him. I talked to him on the phone a little bit before that, but but actually, when I met him, we just you know talked to him. we talked about uh, the show and and about all our mutual acquaintances, uh, uh, Rob Bonfilio and Carney Wilson being being the main one to that because they're uh, extremely close friends of mine and. And evidently, Al introduced them, so uh, they're quite fond of him. And, uh, you know, so Al and I just, you know, we, we talked about, you know, ways of going about starting to get the show together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after after the first of the year, I drove up to his house in Big Sur and hung out with him for a few days, and we did some work. And then a few weeks later, we both went out to see Matt in Flagstaff, and finished working on the show and, and went and played. Each show is a little different. Um, I guess what stands out is um, it's just kind of daunting thinking about doing something like this with this particular music with only three people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's kind of like, oh, it's cool. That's a kind of a cool idea. It's a very cool idea, but, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're just, there's just so much, there's such a sonic spread with the original recordings and, and what's done on stage with the various bands that you kind of get used to that. And, and it's almost, in some ways, kind of like a crutch a little bit, you know, because you've got this rhythm section behind you and, hey, you know, I, I can, I've got all this, I've got all these possibilities for, <laughs> for, <laughs> You know, just the dynamics are there. Everything's just there, and, and it's just so much, so much there to sing to and to perform to. You know, and so you got to kind of think about it a little differently. It it, it is much more of a, a strip. It's obviously much more stripped down, and and you really got to just think of it from more of a performing part or a, a, a an entertainment part. As, and also performance. I mean, I'm, I'm really basically just doing the same thing I do with Brian's band and the Beach Boys before that. But also, there's just a lot more. There's just there's just so much more because the feel is different. It's just got a whole different vibe to it. So that's what stands out. It's just it's just a really cool. It's just got a cool vibe to it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, especially with Dad's voice, you know, it just stands out. It's, it's a force unto itself, so um, it's really a great showcase for him, you know, more than anything else, um, and, and, in, and in so many perfect ways. It's really cool. Now, when you talk about this, this different vibe, you know, so it's acoustic. Is it mostly acoustic, or do you do some, is, with Jeff, do you do, is there some electrical instruments used? Well, he, he uses, a, um, he uses uh, you know, a synth. Or like a piano synth. Okay. And, um, you know, so there's some, uh, you know, like some bass, he plays bass lines and certain things, you know, on, on, on the piano. But it's it kind of, you know, it's understated. I mean, the vocals are really the, the, the main thing that, that you, you know, that is um, featured. But, 
just in that it's just low kind of low volume and and uh, you know uh, I mean you have a guy like Ed Carter or Bob Lizick or you know anyone of that caliber on stage playing bass you know it's it's a different beast yeah. <laughs> than, than hearing it on a, on a on a keyboard but at the same time it really lends itself you know in this trio it, it lends itself just because of you know the stripped down nature. It's a little more, you know, obviously more understated and all that. But so it, there's just so many different, there's just so much. It's the same stuff, but it's just so different. And that's, I guess, what is, what makes it fun. Well, during the uh, the rehearsal period, whether it be a Big Sur or out with, with Matt in Arizona, what were the first challenges in terms of, I mean, the thing that Matt spoke spoke to specifically was how you're kind of, uh, kind of bare bones approach to because it's an acoustic set for the most part. Even though you've got you can change over right. to an electric yeah. or whatever, but it's just a whole different approach to some really fairly dynamic and complex recordings. So t- tell it, just kind of give us a little bit of background on on working those things out and how you worked out those assignments and and, and Al playing the uh, the stand up bass. Both Al and Matt are used to having whatever it is, fifteen guys behind them playing. Mm-hmm. You know, or however big, big Brian's band is. So they're they're used to walking on stage with, you know, you know, really, you know, Al, you know, while Al still plays well, you know, he doesn't, you know, he he's not relied upon, you know, for for guitarists really for his singing, and and of course Matt is not the same way. So the 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 real challenge, and I I done a lot of this in my life and to to this day I still do a lot of acoustic shows. I I do acoustic duos and trios and it was really uh, sort of uh, especially with Al getting him to understand that that it's not going to sound like a band. People are there to hear him. They're there to be in a room with, with one of the original Beach Boys hear him tell stories and to hear him sing. And that's that's the, the most important factor. And then taking those songs and figuring out what is the most important aspects of those songs that that when we when we do those songs, what what do people expect to hear and what will they be forgiving of if they don't hear? Um, and uh, having played acoustically for a long time, it was much easier for me to get a, get a sense of what that should be. Um, Al has now started to become used to, to what it is. And, you know, I mean, we're doing good vibrations with the three of us, which if any normal person would go, how is that even possible? And, uh, and there are some points where I, I wonder, I'm, I'm not quite sure how we pull it off. But it's really great um, because we've we figured out the, the the things that are most important in in all of the songs and doing doing those and with the, the vocal element, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we don't <clears throat> don't have four or five, and in the case of Brian's band, you know, I'm sure almost everybody's singing at times, so things are doubled. We we don't have that luxury, so it's. You know, it's figuring out, you know, underneath the melody, which are the best harmony parts, so that it, so that it sounds full and and it's what people expect to hear. 
Mm-hmm. So um, it, it was, you know, it was working a lot with that and, and just coming up with, with those elements. And I think I think there's a there's a few things that that as we do this show more and more, we'll we'll refine and and possibly change around a little bit. But for the most part, I I think we've uh, I think we've actually come up with the solutions that are that are the best. Mm-hmm. I've done this stuff only once. I think it was once before. Nick Fleetwood had had canceled a gig and I was asked to come in and substitute for him. So I just flew in the next day and did a, a question and answer thing with, uh, you know, uh, with the company that hired Mick. And it seemed pretty easy to me. It wasn't, you know, anything you know, to ask really. But that was a private group and and I thought, well, maybe a public performance might require a little bit more after thinking about it. So I thought that the addition of a media performance, uh, you know, musical orchestration, you might call it, mm-hmm. might add to it. It might might be a good idea because, you know, when people are paying a, a nice, you know, a ticket price like that, so they expect something in return. Yeah. So it might not be enough just to have Al Jardine standing up there, you know, asking questions, I mean, answering questions mm-hmm. and then playing you know, a few lines from a song and then, and I, I would, it was a whole different deal with, with, the, with the private audience. So this really helps. He, he, it's a complete show now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with, with Matt, Matt, Matt's uh, bookend, he's my bookend of harmony, mm-hmm. harmonically, I should say, just the other bookend musically. Yeah. So it gives me a chance to, 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 to sing with some confidence. And then we, just, we basically tell a story from the beginning to the end of the, of the Beach Boy eras. Mm-hmm. And, and we take them on a little musical, you know, trip with a pre-recorded uh, introduction, yeah. uh, and the lights are down, and and we and I I invite people to to come with me on a on a journey back in time to the with a little peek through the recording glass window into the wind into the into the home of Brian, Carl, and Dennis Wilson uh, while we are creating our very first song. So that's you know that's the pitch, right? And then they start the the recording. It's, You'll hear it on the Hawthorne CD. Actually, it's that little start of the of the first, very first seminal moments of of, of working out the the uh, the uh, lyrics and music for Surfing. Mm-hmm. And then I come out, and I come out, and then I finish the song. Uh, you know, as as the as the rehearsal stops, I come out. There's this moment, kind of a pregnant pause, if you will, and then I come out with this, and I just. Start I, I, and I pick up the, old, the the double bass, which is sitting on the stage next to the mic, and it's exactly the the way we recorded surfing uh, back in uh, in the uh, uh, in the studio. So uh, it was quite a, it's quite a moment, really. And because uh, that's the only song I ever, I, I think that's the only Beach Boys song I played double bass on, but that was our very first time we ever recorded anything. So I rented the instruments, you know, mm-hmm. story, you know, the story goes. Yeah. And that was the instrument I used, and then, and then, uh, uh, and then Brian played the drum, the snare drum. But the only thing is funny on stage, we don't have the snare drum. I should probably get. I had thought about getting that. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt could, I, you know, I forgot about that. It was supposed to be part of the part of the uh, the back line, and then Matt could play the snare drum with his fingers, right? With his. 
with it with his index finger. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Wait a minute, I, I totally, totally forgot about the snare drum. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, that's all we had was the snare drum, the bass, and Carl's hollow body electric guitar. And the rest of us jammed around this one microphone. And, and it's very then, thrilling for me. I mean, I, I, I can't stop smiling when I when I start playing. It's just I feel that energy coming through, you know. Yeah. Through that that instrument, so beautiful. Well, so, I, and, and I and I and I learned. I, I didn't forget a note. I, I I just picked it up. I hadn't played it in fifty years. Can you believe that? Or fifty five years? Or yeah. Something? And it just came back natural. It was just like boom. There it was. One, two, three, go. You're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program, sponsored by Endless Summer Welcome to Endless Summer Quarterly, the world's only Beach Boys Brian Wilson magazine. Each edition offers rare images, reviews, and autographed items available exclusively to subscribers of the magazine. Subscribe to Endless Summer Quarterly and have full access to exclusive interviews with this iconic band and integral figures in the band's history. Head over to esquarterly.com today to begin your subscription to the world's only Brian Wilson Beach Boys magazine. Endless Summer Quarterly. And now back to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program. Now, what when you when you came to the proceedings, you know, we're all kind of Beach Boy fans on some level. What was what was the kind of the song that had to be in the set? For me? Yeah. God only knows. Okay. And also, you know, also because, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I hadn't met Matt uh, or really I was aware of Matt only through Rob and Carney and Car- and this was Actually, maybe last year, or it's just at some point she was. I don't. I don't remember why we were talking about it, but she was just mentioning Matt and just how unbelievably good he was, and and she undersold it. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I I couldn't be a bigger fan of another vocalist. I've worked with, you know, and been on stage with, you know really some of the some of the great vocalists you know ever and i have to say matt is is in the top of my list of people i've ever had the honor to be on the stage with so yeah you know knowing how he sings and uh, you know god only knows is in in my estimation 
uh, if not the best pop song ever written, certainly there's no better song than that, let's just say. So has, has he shared something that you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, he did the other night, and um, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but I think it was at the Mim in, in Scottsdale, which, by the way, is an incredible. If you ever get a chance to go to the, the, the you know, uh, Musical Instruments Museum in Scottsdale, Arizona, go. Mm-hmm. It, it is incredible. And the venue is is is, is quite something, too. But, um, yeah, I was there, and I, damn, what was that? I, I can't even remember right now. Okay. But, yeah, and, and uh, I think I even mentioned it in an interview. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter who you're talking to, whether you're sitting down at the table with, with any number of people from, from the old days, you know, there's always going to be a story that comes up. Whoa, I never heard that, or I never heard it from that perspective, or you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's going to happen, and it'll continue to happen, I'm sure. Yeah, now, with uh, which also adds to the fun too. So, oh sure. Now, what song have you enjoyed performing the most in this kind of stripped down vernacular? This this different approach. Oh man. Um, Vegetables is fun. We do vegetables. Um, okay, about vegetables. Whose idea was it to hand out carrots? Uh, that was actually Jeff's idea. <laughs> and, and you know, Dad and I never would have thought of that. I mean, it's <laughs> hand out freaking carrots. But, he, but I mean, he, he did it. He thought it was funny, you know, and people seem to really enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't do it at the Mim, obviously, but... But, you know, since it was kind of, a, since the Dakota, which is another great little venue, it's a fun show, man. That was really cool. Really intimate. And, yeah, we just, hey, we'll, we'll go ahead and hand out carrots, you know. <laughs> it was fun. And uh, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the carrots, which is so funny. Uh, <laughs> and then you signed we, we, one. Yeah, I signed one. Oh, when I signed a carrot. Oh, that, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't know there was a picture of it, but did, what, Marianne take a picture? She must have taken the picture. Yeah, yeah, someone did it, yeah. I, Spud or Marianne or oh, somebody. That's funny. Well, it was Jeff's idea that, you know, to, uh, well, it was mine, actually, uh, to hand out carrots up at the Dakota. And, uh, yeah, that's where it was, up in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's right, it was at the Dakota. And uh, that's the only time we did it, though. We, I don't know why, but we, for some reason, we, I don't know, some, no one went to the, grocery store i guess <laughs> it's it's not on our rider i should put, <laughs> probably put carrots on the rider you know just yes. i think jeff jeff said oh i can always run down to the store and get some so I said, okay <laughs> yeah Funny, it'll be it? on your rider add it to your rider carrots <laughs> that's so funny because yeah, you can't I, I you should can't... get the snare drum i really should but, yeah well, but you... i i think uh i think uh yeah, that, we gotta we gotta stay on that one. If, if uh, the shows do as well as I think they will, we 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 can get a little more of a you know interaction going on that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we just gotta make sure we don't throw the carrots that, that we were worried about. You know, hitting somebody in the eye with one. You know, so he was handing them out only in the front row. You know, like just just the people around the nearest nearest the stage. I'm curious. Do you have a theatrical background? And understand, I asked that question because I understand you're the one who's responsible for having brought the carrots it was al's idea it was al's idea okay. goes, you know it'd be really cool if we had if we handed out some carrots to the audience and we're going blah, 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 blah. and the first show that we played 
we were uh, at the Dakota uh, in Minneapolis, and uh, and I know Minneapolis really well. And, and there's a there's a Target a block away that I didn't even have to walk outside, and I knew they had a, gr- a huge grocery section, so I went over and got the carrots. So it was really Al's idea. Oh, okay. It was just like it was like a goofy thing. I know Matt thinks it was my idea because I bought the carrots, but it was actually Al's idea. Oh, okay. You've played to large, very large audiences. You've played to smaller audiences, and you now you're playing to a very intimate audience. Which, you know, what do you like about the intimacy that this that this mini to, this this tour you're doing with Dad, your Dad and Jeff that you that you enjoy? about it um yeah just that that intimate element because you know when you're when you're playing to a like a big arena or something or or a or an amphitheater or with brian i know you guys did some you know i'm trying to think of the venues that i attended where you performed they're they're you know they're at least 500 seaters or something or a thousand seaters or whatever it is and and these venues you're now playing are much much smaller do you like that intimacy that where it's a smaller crowd and you're closer do you like that warmth discussions you've had with your with your with your dad and Jeff any uh, other songs you're considering to add that people might anticipate oh man yeah 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 there's there I mean the, the list is long and um um nothing specific that I can really talk about right now or else I'd have to kill you but no I'm just kidding <laughs> but uh no um, no but we have talked about eh, it'd be nice to kind of start weaning uh, or, or or thinning thinning out the 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 um, you know the meat and potatoes type stuff and adding or, or at least having a good balance of both uh, because obviously there there are casual fans there and then there are real hardcore people that have been to Mike shows and Brian shows and every other show in between and I mean how many times can you hear Barbara Ann and this and that and and yet people 
you know, it was just like, oh, God, here we go. And then people are up on their damn feet, you know, go figure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, <laughs> we're going to really have to be creative with our, you know, with the set list and what we choose to cut and, and, and add. And, uh, and it'll just be kind of a natural, well, that didn't work. Let's not do that again, you know. Mm-hmm. But isn't it, it's kind of a great problem to have, though, because you have such a selection that, you know, this is music that has been in the world for so long, and even including your, and I include your dad's uh, solo album that you you were on with him in that statement, this music is just so, even that music from his solo album is timeless to me, to my ear, and, um, I mean, San Simeon, as an example, is just gorgeous and uh mm-hmm. and that's because of all the vocal i mean it's a nice track but the vocals are you know right up there yeah it's um yeah it's definitely not a bad problem to have for sure and i'm not complaining but you know at the same time you want to you want to put on a good show and you want to make as many people happy as possible and you don't want to keep doing the same show over and over like you know Right. Hmm, how many how many of these songs do we do in, in, in Brian's set right now? Okay, well, they are kind of the the uh, the ones that you have to play, and yet when you strip them down, they have a totally different feel and a different vibe. Like what I was saying earlier, you know. So it's just like, dang, that sounds really cool. All right, well, you know, and Dad's like, come on, this is great. Let's just do it, you know. And, you know. So, and we're kind of easing into this too. You know, we've never we've never done this before, uh, and we we haven't performed with Jeff before. So we're with this. Everything's new, and it's just kind of growing as, as it goes. Yeah. So it's um, that, that's that's the other fun part of it. It's just kind of organic, you know. I didn't have any expectations about stories. I just knew that whatever he was going to tell was going to be cool because it was all going to be new to me anyway. So. Uh, you know, just, you know, there there have been, it's not necessarily some of the things he tells on stage, but, you know, as as he goes through his memory banks, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he'll he'll start talking about something. And even Matt goes, well, I haven't heard that. And you figure if Matt hasn't heard it, then it's, you know, it's, you know, he's gone pretty deep. <laughs> so, there, you know, it's, it's just, it's just great to hear, you know, to hear about the, you know, the, you know, the surfing recording session and, uh, you know, the story about, uh, you know, the, the, the Maharishi and the Beatles in the front row in, in Paris, you know, you know, that kind of freaked them out. And, you know, some, you know, some thing you know, some things like that, you know, where, you know, and, and that's where this show, you know, different than Peter Asher's show, our, you know, Peter's show is completely scripted. Um, Peter can, can maneuver around the script, but we, you know, he, it's more. He's more of an organized person, and so you know, it, he goes through it all. And it's, it's, it's. You know, we know what's coming, and I can put exact pictures up based upon how the script is. With Al, you're, you know, you, you know, you know, Al. Al, you know, he's he's a little more freewheeling. So it's, it's, it's kind of different uh, about how I have to go about doing the whole picture thing with the stories because you know i'm never sure exactly how he's going to go about telling whichever story that that happens to come to mind since it's all so new to me everything 
you know, everything that comes out of his mouth is like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. You know, the the, the Beach Boys were was something that uh, was just, you know, I was a huge fan, but it, it was always a, di a different world than, than the British world. Oh, me, sure. You know, musically and, and all that. And so it's, um, <clears throat> you know, it's it really is quite emotional. I mean, I you know, I, I, I'm... I, I'm very sensitive to what the audience is feeling and, and all these things. And, you know, playing a song like, you know, Don't Worry Baby or God Only Knows is just, is just so freaking cool that, you know, it's, you know, I'm always on the verge of tears every time, you know, we do it. And the song that I didn't expect that to happen on was when we end the show with, you know, we, what we do with the show is we have about 13 songs and we do kind of the fake encore thing. You know, we play uh, Postcard from California, go off, and then we come back and do Surfing USA, Barbara Ann, and Help Me Rhonda. And by the time we hit Help Me Rhonda, the audience, I mean, it, the joy, the joy that, that people experience singing along with these songs is, is I've never, I've never experience something quite like that in the British invasion world. Huh. I have to say. That's I interesting. Mean, I, it, you know, when we were, when we were playing the Dakota, the Dakota has a balcony and, you know, holds about 300 people and, you know, it's a balcony and people are just dancing all over the place and just the smiles on their face. And it's, you know, it, it you know, especially with what's going on <clears throat> socially, you know, in our country today, and you know, no matter you know, and I, I'll just leave it at that. Especially with all that, you know, people come and they sing these songs, and it's you know, singing surfing songs, and and you know, sing along with good vibrations and California girls. I mean, the joy that people experience is really, you know, and it's you know, it's it's why the Beach Boys, you know, the, you know, Brian's legacy of what he wrote and those songs, it's just it's unsurpassed. Yeah, we're still are still experimenting with the show. It's kind of it, we haven't done enough really to know what what not to do yet. There's a group called the Kingston Trio, and they they uh, were really hot. They were actually the beat the folk group Beach Boys. Is that the right word? And you know what I mean. They were the Beach Boys of the folk era, and they, they had these beautiful striped shirts, and they were handsome, and they went to college, and they're all very types. We thought they were gods, you know. And, uh, and, but they came up with this one song, it just stuck with me, and I, I wanted to do it, and I wanted to do it, and finally I got my, my chance. I said, Brian, you gotta listen to this. You're gonna like this. But I played it on piano for him because he's being a you know, keyboard guy, I didn't want to do it guitar, so I, I worked out in the arrangement. And uh, so I said, that's nice, let's go back to singing now. So we were doing other things, and we are trying to squeeze it as much as possible. And the very next day, he calls me and he calls us, hey, come on down. We're going to sing Sloop John B. Oh, I said, what? Well, thanks for the invitation. <laughs> anyway, we, 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 so what I want to do is we're going to try it. We're going to try the style and the, 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 when we start listening to it by the trio. And then we're going to evolve. And then we'll show you how it evolved into the uh, Beach Boy version of Sloop John B. So... Thank you. 
10 years old, you know, it was like something that was, somebody approached me to do a, a book, you know, a children's book. It was kind of a celebrity thing in, in the 80s or whatever it was, the 90s maybe. And uh, so, so I did. I, I, he hooked me up with an artist who did these beautiful illustrations. So I wanted to show those to you up here. And, and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, we did a more kid friendly with the grandfather. For those of us that are grandfathers, we appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really kind of cool. The lyrics are well, I sing a page if you wanted up from the book. <laughs> we sail into a fall according to the captain's law, and that's when the pirate ship. to begin and end the show, kind of almost with the same song. Nice touch. And you got a little bit of a feel for what these shows are going to be like. Thanks for tuning in today to episode 23 of Good Vibrations, a music program. I've enjoyed having you, and I hope that you've enjoyed listening and learning more about Al, Matt, and Jeff's upcoming shows. If you're on Facebook and social media, Al does have a Twitter page, and the easiest way to kind of follow Al's upcoming tour dates, whether it be with Matt and Jeff or with Brian and Matt and uh, Brian Wilson Band, you can go to aljardine.com and click on Calendar. That's the greatest way, because it'll show you all of Al's dates with Matt and Jeff, as well as the upcoming tour dates that he's doing with Brian. And if you follow, if you like Al's page on Facebook, you can also click on the events button there, and it'll show you some of the tour dates. But for the complete list, be sure to go to aljardine.com and click on calendar. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll talk to you real soon. This has been Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program sponsored by Endless Summer Quarterly. Endless Summer.